This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. We're your Sweeties. Hey everyone, I'm Wap. And I'm Chris. And welcome to Docu Sweeties. That's my line! We're two longtime <laughs> friends who discuss the riveting and trashy world of reality TV and docu-series. Yes. But through our own lens, which can sometimes be hot, mild, spicy, peppery, uh, (laughs) and hopefully mildly sweet. (gasps) We changed these, changed these. So on this episode of DocuSweeties, we'll be discussing Mm -hmm. the trashy world of Love After Lockup season four, episode 21. You got served. What happened in that movie, Wong? I don't know. Nick Cannon was dancing? Now, this is like, yeah, this is the same era as like Drumline. So I was, was confused by it because like, yeah, he's not drumming in it. He's just, dan- he's dancing, right? I don't know. Was he like break dancing? Was it kind of like a step up? I'm going to say yes. Because yeah. you keep asking me and I keep telling you I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I know. Step up. You did. Step up was, is, our, is my man Tanning Chatham, no? Yes. Yes. Mm. Tanning Chatham? Is that Channing you? Channing Tatum? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum. I guess he's not really your man. Uh, Whatever. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Yeah, we went to Magic Mike in Vegas together. And, and he wasn't there, so was it worth our, was it was it, was it worth it? No. All right, so the first couple uh, that we are going to talk about, let's just get them out of the way because it's kind of interesting, quick, and scary. Do what you want to do. Let's talk about Sean and Sarah and Destiny. Yes, honey. I guess I deleted the pictures of them because where are they? Who knows? There's Sean, though. Oh. oh yeah, we know Sean. Here they are. Here yeah. they are. Yeah. Look uh-huh. at look at Sarah just looking like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. She doesn't want to be there. This upon this scene, upon this part of it, we get to also see a scene of them si- similarly, but driving to the hospital in order for her to have this baby. And Sarah, without the makeup to define her features, is a is a different look. Yes. Now we can see that obviously the sun's coming in and washing her out, but I mean, her skin washed out looks like a blank piece of paper, like not even lined, honey, like not like college ruled, honey. I mean, just like literally white. And so it's so interesting because she does such interesting makeup that it's very, you know, like specific and um, exaggerated, like with the eyelashes and the not blended makeup. But here's the thing. I feel like she would look so different and exponentially to my taste, I would love to see her do like beautifully blended kind of like Charlotte Tilbury esque, like, you know, like light grays or like dusty mobs or some sort of like, you know, champagne, just kind of like three basic contour, you know, contoured eye and with like a little like white in the middle and then just like a beautiful shaded liner. Like, I think it would look so good on her. She has, uh, she's really beautiful. She just like in this, yeah. When we saw this, we were like, what's happening? You know? Can you also, can we just not give a Charlotte's Tilbury example? Can we give like 
an example which might be in her price range like maybe a maybelline look you know like like something that she'd be able to purchase at the cvs she does the books wa and so here's the thing if she's actually listening i don't do a maybelline look so i can't give you that advice you know what i'm saying like i'm speaking to what i know and i know that like if he, she could just get like a little quad from Charlotte Tilbury that beautifully blends with one or two good brushes, I think it would do a lifetime of greatness. She does the books. They don't need to, he doesn't need to buy his coworkers pizza, but girl, get yourself some real good makeup. I know you like it. You deserve it, babe. It's post mom gift. It's a push present. So she has this baby and Sean doesn't like the name of the baby. He makes some sort of comment about it as like, oh, are, you know, are we going to sh- keep that name? And she's like, well, if she doesn't look like it, then we won't keep it. And I don't know that any baby looks like an Adelaide. Is that the name of the baby's name? Adeline or Ad- Adelaide? Well, Both one are, of it. I yeah. just don't know that there is a baby that looks like that. Like maybe an older woman, they call her Addie, you know, she is sweet. She knows how to make pies. She's married to a man that's good to her. She could do better. But she loves her children and she loves her family and she loves her life. You know what? Like, first of all, two a couple of things. Adelaide is one of the characters in Guys and Dolls. Faith Prince played her in the revamped version Prince? on Broadway. Faith Prince is a Broadway actress. Oh, Faith Prince. Faith Prince. And oh, Sky Masterson was Peter Gallagher and Nathan Lane was Nathan Detroit. Anyway, it's one of my favorite musicals. And Adelaide has like a presence there. And, you know, she has a crazy voice. So I've always sort of liked that name. But this name is specifically interesting that... Sarah picked because it truly feels like the name that two hippies in Silver Lake would pick their little girl that's like about to go to like, you know, like preschool now, like just to be like, you know, our little girl, Adelaide, Adeline, you know, it just feels a little bit like that or super English, Adeline, I guess. But listen, the baby is super cute. I will say that we also know that the baby is in the back seat in a car seat, honey, with not nary a pillow and this baby's neck is just like, like at one point Sean's like, should we have just like propped it up a little bit? But to me, I'm like, yes, the answer is yes. Like, you know, like that, I don't know. Is there two things? I don't have a baby, but there's gotta be a way in which there's a car seat for a baby that kind of is just like the baby's just laying there, you know, instead of like sitting up, like, pretending that the baby's like about to like type in something on a MacBook, you know, like that baby doesn't have to be like aligned like that. It just seemed a little weird to me. Yeah, it definitely was. But then we have another baby in the story, right? The Mm -hmm. other baby in the story is Destiny's baby, who we see matching her passy to Destiny's green emerald. And the baby very much feels like the baby is like, where can I go from here? <laughs> the baby's eyes are open because he knows that he must be aware of his surroundings at all time with that mama. So God I, bless. God bless. So God bless. God we, bless. We start out seeing her get out of a car and we're both like, oh, she had the baby. Oh, the baby came. Yeah. Okay. So there was no filming between any of that. We don't, I don't know what's going on, but she rolls up to her mother's house and we realize that the mom has finally gotten a home. Like, remember the last time we saw her mother getting her face literally beat by Destiny attempting to put makeup on her? She was living in that space because she was waiting to get housing. And I thought that the housing would be different, but it it was nice housing. It was Mm -hmm. like a full house or something. Mm -hmm. And so- I love the kitchen. Can we talk about the kitchen for a second? The kitchen, it was like black and white industrial with white subway titles. I mean, it looked really, really beautiful. And like, I felt like I really enjoyed the hardware choices. Yeah. So we see the new brand new baby come out and technical. Oh yeah, we do. 
We see we see the baby come out of of Sarah and Sean, but we don't actually see Destiny have a baby. I love that she took that literal. We see the baby. We are presented with a brand new baby <laughs> from Destiny. So the baby is presented to us. I didn't didn't mean come I out love of, you. come out of the womb. <laughs> But we get introduced to the baby and we get a sense that this is the first time that Destiny has been allowed to take her child home. This is her sixth birth and she, her mother was just like in tears about like, I'm so happy that Destiny got to bring the baby home. And that leads me to believe that perhaps all of the other times Destiny might have been on drugs. And so the hospital didn't release the baby to her. Now the baby was born three weeks early, but healthy and happy if not alert and aware of his surroundings. But Destiny says that she's really focusing in on her and the baby and trying to do right by this baby. And she doesn't seem happy. And I think the internet kind of went in on her, but I'm like, you guys, she might be completely scared. This is the first time that she's brought a life into this world and has been sober enough to actually take care of it. And so if I were her, I would be terrified because regardless of the fact, I know I can make them, but can I rear them? Can I raise them? Do I have what it takes? Am I going to start using again when life gets hard? Or, you know, I can't, I can only imagine, you know, what she's going through. And so I'm glad that she's with her mother who looks like she's been clean too. So two clean people. And I think the mother, the grandmother might have an especial, you know, feeling of wanting this one grandchild to be and do better than the, you know, and be in a better situation with their, with her and her daughter than the others. Yeah, definitely. So I, I'm feeling that for them. And it's crazy. His name is river. Yeah. Yeah. And she had a C-section the from sixth him. C-section. The six, they, she had earlier said in an episode that she wasn't supposed to have any more C-sections. I don't know what the limit is, but like they're just we keep cutting the same area over and over again. I just, God bless. Yeah. And then also Jason is in prison. Mm-hmm. The father is in prison. So we were always thinking that like, like Jason was not better than Destiny, but like Jason was like, looked like he was healthier. Yeah. It looked like he had his ish together. We had no idea that Jason was on the same trajectory as Destiny. And yeah, he's in prison. I think I, f- I felt like it was surrounding some kind of drug use or having drugs in him. Yeah, no, yeah, because it w- and unfortunately, happened is he had had a burglary charge, and because of that, he was on probation. And one of the probation situations was drug tests, and so he had a dirty drug test, yeah. and that's what made him go back to prison things for four years. Jesus. Said. So like, he's not going to meet the baby or hasn't met the baby. Just knows that there's baby out there. Oh my god. Yeah, and Destiny's like, I can't be bothered trying to figure out how to like contact this prison. So he's not going to see the baby until the baby's four. Like, she's like, I can't, I can't be worrying about trying to like visitation and like calling and like putting money on the books. That's what she said too. She was like, I can't, that's not my responsibility. I said, okay, that's your husband. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, she has a baby. Who's going to pay for the baby? She can't put money on his books. No, I knew that. I I mean, yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to who who do you want to put on? Put on I don't know. You're the one who want to move on. Trying to control the situation. Well, let's move on to Brittany and Ray. Okay. So the first scene is their families are coming together to have a little lunch, you know, like bringing the families together, part of the wedding trajectory, you know. This is the first time they're meeting and you guys, the family is late and this pissed me off. Brittany's family There is no reason for Brittany's family to be 45 minutes late talking about there was traffic, talking about there was this, that, and the other. Like, no, no excuse, no excuses. You know, you have something to do. Just be early. Just go and be early. You know you have to get there and put the mics on and like, you know you're going to be sweating. Like, you know this, man. 
Absolutely. And my favorite part is though, is that when Brittany's mom gets there, she's like, oh, they're here? Surprised that Ray's family is already there. Oh, they're already here? Yes. You Also, you knew that you were late because when your daughter said, mom, you're 45 minutes late and you said traffic, you knew that you saying traffic meant that you were late. So it's not, how could you be 45 minutes surprised that you actually didn't beat Ray's parents? Yeah. I don't know. That really annoyed me. I am very, I hate, I hate, I'm a, I'm a time general. Okay. Yeah, she is. I think that it's important. I think it's a valid sense of like space and, and, and energy. And if you're going to meet somebody for the first time, you being late is extremely disrespectful of their time because you don't know what these people had to do afterwards. And now you've pushed, pushed the production back 45 minutes because you just refused to like start getting ready as early as you needed to get ready. And the mom, she, she put on makeup and all the hair and did all the things. I mean, it's not a lot of hair, but it's, it's a good wig. And, you know, I shamed her the first season and I I take personal responsibility for the fact that her wigs are exponentially better. Hi. Okay. So the, then Ray and the dad go outside and have a conversation. Ray and Brittany's dad go outside and have a conversation where the Brittany's dad is still like, no, I'm not giving you my blessings. And then he goes back in and gives the blessings. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was like, why? Why all of that? He literally had this tense, curt conversation where he at the end of that one outside with Ray was like, we'll see. And by we'll see, he could have been like, in one second when I'm about to do it, you know, like, we'll see. Like that gives, I, I honestly feel like I, maybe he felt embarrassed that he was late. Like, how are you going to, like, say you're better than other people and be, like, 45 minutes late? I think that when that happened. Also, of course, Ray's dad went up and he gave a whole speech, right? And the speech was, like, my son's great. I'm happy to see my son being great. My son's, I'm not going to be impeding my son's greatness. Brittany's great. And so I think that being late, this conversation outside where Ray was, you know, firm in his like, you will respect me and this is what's happening. And he had some good points, which is that you can't just be like standing in the way of your daughter's happiness. We've been dating for two years, you know, like you've been knowing this. This I didn't like pop up like four months ago. And uh, even though Brittany's dad was like, well, one of those years, I don't remember seeing, you You know, it's just like, it's just interesting. It's just, I think that that... didn't take much for uh, Brittany's dad to just come to a change of mind, to change of heart. Yeah. And really he's trying to hold back on Brittany because he's mad at Brittany for hiding uh, an abusive relationship she was in before Ray. Mm. So that's the backstory that you're not aware of. Brittany was in an abusive relationship with somebody, I guess, who physically abused her. And she didn't tell her family about it until she was like having to get out of it. And it became like a whole thing. And so her parents just don't trust her now and they don't trust her choices. Yeah. Wow, are you bored? Just like no, I have a, I have a hangman. Fully, hangnail. I have a hangman. Recording these for the people, and she's just like out of frame, biting her her fingers. I have a hangman. So really, that's all that there is. There's a little talk of maybe Ray's stepmother deciding to, you know, get sassy, and Ray is like, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not here for this. I'm not. Gonna, you're not going to get sassy with any of these people here. We want to make this a good day, and it ended up being a good day. Yeah, um, it was. So the next couple that we are going to talk about, Chaz and Bronwyn. Oh, I'm so excited, honey. This one opens with Chaz lamenting how he, listen, he gave up smoking. He used to be a hardcore smoker and he gave that life up. And it's hard, you know, it smells, it's horrible for you. But ever since he got with Bronwyn, honey, he's been, he's been a chimney. 
A chimney. Chimney, chim chimney, honey. His chim, chim, chim chimney, chim, yeah, chimney, chim chim cherry. Honey, he is like smoking like London, you know, industrial revolution. I mean, it's up in the ether. Yeah. So yeah, he is just, like whatever it is, vaping, smoking. And it also just gives me this like feeling like Chaz, part part of the Chaz personality that wants to be like a rocker and like a hot ass metalhead and hang out with someone who has white contacts for some horrible reason is the same part of Chaz that's like, eh, when you smoke, you look cool. You know, and I've every part of him is disgusting. So I just think that he is trying to also blame her for the fact that he started smoking again, either a, because he wanted to be cool and fit in with her, with her vape or (laughs) because he wanted, he's now stressed out. And so she's driven him to smoking, which is just uh, annoying. So then his mom calls and his mom (laughs) is like, we've got some things ready for Bran when I know her birthday's coming up. We got a birthday card for her. And he's like, no, mom, cancel the birthday card. Uh, Yeah, no, this is not what this relationship is turning out to be. So going ahead and back on out, but thank you for your support. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. appreciate you loving me. And so then he's like, come and meet me at the bridge or something. She says, come and meet me at the bridge. She calls him. Okay, so she she calls calls him. him. Yes. And then she's just like, Come and meet me at the bridge. And so she's so excited because the bridge is like where they got married, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, oh, my love, my wife wants to meet me at our spot, the spot where all our dreams came true before and like wants to like get back together, I guess. That's what he says in the confessional. But then he shows up, honey, with papers. Which- and she shows up with, honey, this outfit on. She's got on lace. She's got on uh, like fake houndstooth and McBurberry. Then she's got on like a plaid situation. And then she's got on these shoes that she cannot even walk in. And I said, baby, if you were going to wear platform, sling back, open toe, sandaled heels that are at least a five to six inch, work, mama. If you're going to wear shoes, from 2011 work or don't wear them well then you shouldn't have investigated me i mean listen she's she's back to like really really trying to like gaslight him into being like you shouldn't like she's he's like you okay this is basically what he's like he's like you are prostituting yourself again. She's like, no, I just have a, a page. And he's like, your pictures are on it. She's like, I told you I have a page for my friend. My friend has a page. And he's like, why are your pictures on it? She's like, because she can't put her pictures on it. And they look nothing alike. So it's not even though like, it would be like, okay, I look a lot like her. So it's a switcheroo and it's just me. No, no, no. She looks nothing like this person. So it's just really weird and awkward. And I could go in on that friend, Tara. I could just, I'm so confused about what this woman is trying to do, but we won't do this in this moment. Okay. I want to, I want, it's like so, a whole expose. We need yeah, to find I out. Just, I, I kind of got to find out. So basically she is there to say, well, I, you call me a prostitute, but there's nothing around being a prostitute. And it's like, girl, there's no one, nothing wrong with it. So why are you getting offended when he calls you a prostitute then she says when i was in prison chasen used to talk to me about politics and all these different things and then when i got out all he ever kept telling me was that i was pretty and so like basically she's trying to say that they had such deeper connection in when she was in prison and that and when she came out all he i guess wanted to do was like adore her body and her physical which turned her off and i'm like girl no that is not what turned you off what turned you off was the physical presence of this Chaz. person. Yes. You saw him and you guys kissed at that wedding and he licked your face. 
he tried to give you an open mouth kiss at your wedding and it was disgusted and you got the ick and then you couldn't turn around from it because you had already made this decision that this person was going to be fun for you. And it's fine, but say that and stop trying to make it seem like he's doing something to you and you want to break up with him because he's quote investigating you. Yeah. She obviously was using him for the moment, like, you know, to get whatever she wanted. And then when she like came out, she's like, Oh, I don't want any part of like having to like actually be married to you. I don't know why she actually got married. He said that maybe she thought that he would get, give her more money. Like we, no, I think she got married to him because she had spent two years talking to him and she wanted a new life. She wanted a different lease on it. She wanted to be able to go to Kentucky and like get away from the drugs and everything. And so at the time it seemed like a good idea. Like, listen, you're 40 years old and you choose to marry. Yeah. Like it, to me, I, I would see it as a good idea too. But then she, so she got out of prison and she just like fell back right in and like her Tara was like, you're not going to ever leave. You owe me $100,000 or whatever, you know, like we don't know what happened between Tara and her. We'll never know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just that she wasn't physically attracted to him and he probably wanted too much from her physically. And she was unable to say, hey, I can't give you this. You're going to have to give me like X amount of months before we have sex. And he's trying to pick up from where they left off on the phone. And she's unable to because now her surroundings are no longer gray, bleak walls where you can't touch anything. Now, all of a sudden, and it's the same thing that every woman has said from Lisa to Lindsay to Bronwyn to any woman, what's her face? What's her face with Scott? Scott and Lizzie, even Lizzie. Like they all said the same thing. When you come out of prison, it's like bright light in your face. And then this person who got you through when your world was dark, it's all of a sudden no longer in focus and everything is overwhelming. You're expected to do this, this, and this and cultivate a relationship and pay attention to somebody else's feelings and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It is always super hard for them and overwhelming for them to do. And you can have someone like Lizzie who tried to like ride the line and, and do whatever. And she also did the same thing to Scott where she came out and was slightly different, even though she'd met Scott and like, you know, he basically pay for her heroin addiction while she was in prison. But what I'm saying is it was overwhelming. And like, it's hard for these women to back out of it once they're overwhelmed. And I honestly think Lindsay's probably the only one who's been like relatively respectful about it when you come out and you're overwhelmed. But she still wasn't 100% with Deontay. Definitely not. But yeah, so at the very end of this, it's like Chaz and her, and she's like, get out of my space. He like gives her the divorce papers, but we don't, then they magically are just somewhere else. We don't know where they ha- what, what happens to those divorce papers. Like, Yeah, he serves her divorce papers, hence you got served. But then she doesn't sign them. We don't see them anymore. Maybe she puts them in her bag and is going to read over them. And I'm like, what's to read? Just sign it and get out of this relationship. Like you didn't bring anything. It's like, I mean, I guess you should read it or whatever. Maybe that's part of it. Like when you serve somebody divorce papers, they have to like bring it to a lawyer to be able to like have it be valid. Anyways, and so then he says, I'm always going to love you. For some stupid reason, I'm always going to love you. We didn't need that. Yeah, he goes in between that and feeling like, uh, you know, he wants to be like regretful. and But at the same time, he also is mean and angry with her. Yeah. And so it's like, it's a he's a weird character too. Like, you know, both of these characters are specifically doing something yeah you know, and i think he has a right agendas, to, i know? think he has a right to be angry but also not a right to like lash out in the way he lashes out i'll never forgive these shoes i'll never forgive these shoes and i will never forgive her teetering to the space again if you're gonna wear three inch platforms you know six inch shoes walk and work mama okay chris is itching to move on who do you want to move on to chris 
Oh, I'm, I don't know. I'll do whatever. Taylor and Chance, honey. Taylor and Chance. Let me get my I hate notes. Chance. I think he's so stupid. Also, I need to Google right now. Are you going to start this? And I'm going to Google how you get a paternity test in vitro by scrubbing your arm with brushes. Yeah, wasn't that so funny? So basically, Taylor was, okay, Chance lays out why at the very end of the last episode, he decided to ask for a paternity paternity test, which is that Taylor, her ex-boyfriend is named Jordan. And the way that Chance and Taylor met was that Jordan and Chance were in prison together. And so Jordan is like, yeah, so when you got to prison, like, hit me up. Here's my phone number. Bloop, bloop, bloops, bleeps, beeps, beeps, bloops. And that bloop, 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 bleep, 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 bloop, when was actually Taylor's phone number. And so when Chance called, Taylor picked up. And then, I mean, I don't know what kind of phone call that was, but let's just, it feels to me like, would you have like some like phone call when you're like 17 or something where you talk for like three hours? Like, I can't imagine getting on the phone with someone except if in the nineties, like when it was actually landlines and then having a missed phone call or like not knowing who it was or being like, Oh, you got the wrong number or that person isn't here. And then continually talking to that person for like long periods of time, you know, like where were you that you had the time to do so? Were you driving? It's like, yeah, literally it's like you would have had to catch me while I just started like a four hour drive to Vegas where I just didn't want to listen to a playlist or a podcast. And you really, and you really were charming enough that I was like, well, I'll just keep talking to you, I guess. I mean, I don't know. And I'm alone in the car. Yeah. I don't have any of my kids with me because I'm, you know, obviously Taylor and Taylor has like a bunch of kids. I don't know. So, but that's what happened. And then they like, you know, are in love. Love. So let me just tell you, this is how you do a paternity test. It doesn't say anything about the way that they tried to do it on the show. It says your doctor will use a long, thin needle to take a sample of the amniotic fluid from your uterus through your abdomen. Now I've heard, and I don't know if they've protected or perfected this process. I heard that it is very, very dangerous to do that because it once you puncture the sac the amniotic sac there is a chance that it may not reseal itself that you could then have amniotic fluid leaking and low amniotic fluid which could affect the baby so a lot of time and especially if you watch uh, Bridget Jones's diary the last the last one of it she had to do a paternity test in vitro prenatal because I don't I just used two words I may not be using them correctly because she didn't know which one was the father and so then the doctor pulls out this super long needle and she goes no no I don't want to do it I don't want to we'll just find out after the baby's born so this her entire pregnancy there's two men just taking care of her because they don't know if the baby's hers or not and I said only in a world yes where you are a white woman, would this ever be a thing where these two men are just like, I'm going to do right by you regardless of it's the baby is mine or not. And I'm going to stay with you. And then at the end, she finds out which one the baby is, but she, they, they still become friends. It's very not reality. No, oh, absolutely not at all. But like, yeah, um, I, I liked the books, but I didn't really like the movies. So anyway, um, oh, they're books. I didn't read them. You read oh, them? Yeah. Oh, can you believe it? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So basically, the doctor is like, well, first of all, he had asked him, if, like, if as as if the doctor didn't need Taylor's consent. So the doctor's like, yeah, we also have to tell your wife, and she has to do it. And so yeah, like what Wa describes, what we see is that when the, so the doctor comes in, and then 
with both Taylor and Chance, and Chance is like, yeah, I want to have this paternity test, and Taylor's pissed, and Taylor's embarrassed, and he's like, you told him why and what's happening? And then he's like, yeah, you know, God bless, this is better for us, it's better for our relationship to know now, you know, like right in front of everyone. So then they proceed to do the test, and they, what they do is he's like, the doctor's like, well, go get their scrubbing on. So they both go individually scrub their own arms, like roughly, honey, like in the bathroom, and then they come back, and they do like some sort of prick that feels like a diabetes prick machine thing but instead of like wherever your finger finger it's like on the arm yeah. but it's like this thing where it's like like it's uh, for some reason it feels very like do it yourself it's like the do it yourself paternity test the doctor says it's 99.99% accurate so they wait, do wait, it wait, 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 hold on, hold on. from week seven of pregnancy through the first trimester you can get a non-invasive prenatal paternity test during the test dna is collected from the mother by a blood draw and from the father with a cheek swab, the samples are analyzed and compared with the baby's and possible father's DNA in a general results are available in a week. However, this test is not available for women carrying. Wait a minute. This procedure is there's another one. Small tissue samples are taken from the placenta. Wait, wait, but wow. how, do you, how do you do? How do you how does this non-invasive one work? Is that any the non-invasive was the blood draw? Yeah, but like, how do they is the baby's blood moving through the mother? How do they don't they have to get it from the baby? They know who one parent is or just trying to figure out who the second parent is. Yeah, I guess like immediately you're you're like that's I mean that's why ultimately women rule because it must be you must be just like sharing DNA with a baby. Like blood. Jesus. But there's gonna be baby blood in your The in samples your blood. are analyzed to compare the baby's possible father's DNA. That means the baby's general. blood is running through your veins. That's right? crazy. I don't know. Help us, guys. Listen, help us. Okay, we don't know. <laughs> but then we go back to the house. And we see Bobby. Bobby's back. So oh. Bobby is freshly out of rehab and she looks great. She has this like uh, reverse or uh, a real long ombre, I guess. But I, I think she looks good. I feel like she has a good like, you know, energy about her. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really remember what Bobby looked like prior to. I just remember her hair being in like in a ponytail or a bun or something. And, and her, I didn't see her enough to be able to distinguish what her facial features are. So this could be the Bobby of old or it could be a completely different character. It could be a, a switch out like they did in um, Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with the mothers where, I mean, that was highly noticeable, but like this one, I don't know. I get that. I forgot to say one thing. So I'm so sorry. When Bobby, sorry, when Chance and Taylor are coming back. Now listen, <sighs> Taylor is like super fucking pissed at Chance, right? Because she's like, we really are an asshole for like bringing that up and, and telling him on my whole story. Like, yeah. we need to do that. And she's like, it's so embarrassing that you told all of our business. And he's like, well, I'm sorry. But listen, it's also embarrassing that you embarrassed yourself. You forced my hand in this. It's embarrassing that you, you embarrassed yourself. yourself. She didn't embarrass herself. You embarrassed her at all because she responded to an email from her ex that you like swooped in and stole her from. So, I mean, I just think, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to say this here bet between friends. Mm -hmm. Chance is hotter than whatever her name is. Ta Taylor. One, two, <laughs> Did he did he want a like a Insta family so bad that he just like mm -hmm. went after the first woman he found who had kids that he could like I guess save or something? Well, I think that listen, there were lots of nights where I'm sure Jordan was talking about how much he misses. Think about this in prison, how much he misses Taylor, the girls, like Blizz life, you know, like and Chance must have just been sitting there like 
wow, that sounds great. She she's like really sweet and she just like cooks for you and she has like a good relationship with her kids. Yeah. He must have been just been like, tell me more about this. I've never had a good relationship with my mom. Yeah. Or like this sounds so amazing. And I don't know again, honey, how like he he when he got her on the phone, do you think that he just like ran this ran that random conversation that he just like charmed the pants off of her? Like could you imagine it? What's that conversation like? I know. Hello? Yeah, yeah. I'm Taylor. Like, what is her accent? Her accent is just like, I feel like you spend money. Like, can't do her accent. It's, it's very, kind of flat sounding. Yeah. You know, like it's flat sounding vowels a little. Uh, me and Chan, me and Chance, and the girls. You're nice. I have tattoos. Like, what is what is interesting about Taylor? Truly. Besides the fact that she is a good mom. Oh, I love her eyes. I think that she's really pretty. Oh. Oh, yeah. I think she's pretty. Okay. I think that she's pretty. I think she has an openness and a sweetness and a naivete about her. I feel like her natural energy is super submissive, super, like, you know, like, soft, you know? Like, I will never be like this, you know? I think that she's, like, kind of, like, presents, you know, yeah, I think she presents to be just, like, sweet and nice and... Just like always, like, yes, I'll do whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, basically, uh, Bobby is an idiot. Yeah. Bobby uh, gets led through where they've like kept her place, which is like has a bunch of shit in it, even though it has this like home sweet home. Bunch of shit nip. Shit in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's just stuff everywhere. And he's like, yeah, but like, here's where you're sleeping, you know? And Bobby is like, sees this, Matt. He's like, absolutely not. Bobby's like, look. I feel really good. And in rehab, I, you know, got to have some like clarity and around here, it's really fucking hard for me. Like I know the people around here, it's the same pressures and, you know, chance, chance is like a part of that. I think also for her and also her desire to remove herself from a situation that she feels she's a burden on. Yeah, I think that like that's a whole other thing. I think that she's, guilt, I think that she deals with guilt and shame and being a burden on this bur- burgeoning family and having to deal with her. So for all those reasons, she's like, and you know, she, I'm moving to Tucson, Arizona. So yeah. she goes to two. So she tells what's her face that her sister and her sister is like sad that that's going to happen. And she's like, yeah, no, I need to, I need to go and do this for me. You know, it is uh, the next space in my life it's the next movement so i'm leaving in three days three days and so she's like oh i'm sad that that's happening and you know we're gonna miss you and then like it's all for the good truthfully especially when when they show her that room that they said they cleaned up for her but it's like the dirtiest thing ever and then we see just lots of cats on counters and it is very upsetting for me that's why she's leaving yeah i think that's why she's leaving i think she could never listen she will blame chance but she could never tell her sister that it's disgusting that you have your cats on your counter while we're eating what looked like white bread ham and like american cheese sandwiches with not nary one vegetable in it not a cucumber not a sprout not a tomato not a you know i mean you have your cats cats on the counter cats on the 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 dining room table while you're eating is i mean that house i know what it smells like cats Mm -hmm. yeah i know what it smells like okay so Enough hate because you guys know I don't like cats, but then you guys do, and you guys are getting very upset with me. You know what that cat's cats. favorite uh, lunch meat is? Meow. Meow tordella. I don't know what tordella is. Do you have? Do you know what mortadella is? No. 
<gasps> you don't know what mortadella is? Mm-mm. Do you like meats? Do you like do you like well, is it meats? is it pork? Mm. Yeah, so I didn't grow up eating pork. Would you eat it now? No, it makes me feel guilty. I mean, I'll eat pepperoni because that's delicious. Yes, and, then I'll, and salami, and I'll do like on a, on a charcuterie board. Yeah. I'll do that, but like it's all meat. It's okay. all mortadella would be like on a charcuterie board. Okay, it's like cure. It's a cured meat, but like you know, they also make sandwiches out of it because obviously that's what you do with salami. And- oh. Okay, next couple that we're going to talk about are Kevin and Tiffany, which this was a great scene. This is a great, like, big up scene t- to Tiffany, but also it was sad for me to see Kevin. <laughs> in this- it was that? sad for me to see Kevin in this state. Yes, honey. <sighs> Shirtless? No, thank you. His tiny arms trying to pull himself up on some, like, pull up. PRS thing or whatever. Oh, yes, no, yes, no, yes. no. And then he's like, I don't know. Like he is just such a gaslighter. Like, did you did you take screenshots or like a did you write down what he says in the text messages to her? Yes. Okay, so let let me just show you this picture of this of oh god, no. Yeah, no, he's so upset. He's like, he's never chased a female like Tiffany. You know, he's just like, he's feeling some type of way, you know, like he's about to punch this out, you know, like the punch he's punching this fake punching bag or this punching bag that's real that's not hanging from the ceiling and he has the letters k j and h tattooed on his side body kevin he's got a little bit of a ponza panza and then he also has the smallest weakest arms yet he could still knock a pussy ass out which is like crazy to yeah me. like look how skinny his arms are just bananas but and- the body shape listen he's still listen we're not body shaming him because obviously we've said how hot he is like throughout the thing no i've said how hot he is yeah i wouldn't say that but that. i mean you know, but, God bless. but it was just like oh my god my 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 little hot man and then she he starts to text or they get a phone call or something he's and she, been texting and she's not been like responding and then to, he to Tiffany. she calls him and then he like lies and so she just hangs up on him and she's like good i'm good i'm glad about it but then we see the text messages like she sends a text message of the video that kayla sent from his phone and then deleted and it says do i deserve this and then he goes what tf what the fuck is that about why you send me that? And then writes, it's an old video. So it's like he, 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 first he asks, like, offended as though for sending me this thing. Yes. And then he's like, I don't even know like, how you got this. How you got this. this is an old video. It's an old video. And he's just lying. So then she says, Are you fucking serious? And then he goes, Yes, I'm Forrest. god damn it and the next real for real and then she says don't ever contact me again all he has to do is just tell the truth and be like yeah she was at my house i still like her just be truthful what is this like double downing on your weird lie that can't possibly be true you sound delusional crazy go yeah no it's also like it's funny for supposedly how much you like her you are just so ingrained to lie that there's no part of me that's like, if we're going to be together forever, she'll find out or she'll know. Like, it's like, you are just, I mean, it's crazy how his mind works. And then Kayla calls and then he picks up and he's like, Hey, what you doing? I think that his, whatever his plan is to like get Kayla to come over and then be like, what'd you send this video? Yeah. But he's still going to F her that night. Yeah. She'll come over, 
and then she'll say whatever like Kevin I still like you <laughs> yeah and then he'll be like all right I'll like get his hand right on her neck and then like they'll just you know wobble smile and uh, it'll be that kind of thing yeah know? I tried to show Chris a video like something I thought was really like attractive of a, like a domineering man or like a dom man like with like a, a slightly submissive woman and like I was like oh Chris look at this this is hot and she immediately had a critique for it and wanted to like tell me about her critique and I was like no no you just don't like it give it back just give it back to me. Like, this is, I'm telling you, this is hot. And if you do not think so, I understand it. But like, this guy was like holding her by the neck, which is like, a, not my thing, but also B, he was like awkward about it. No, so like it twirling. wasn't awkward. Was like having it the wasn't blizzard. awkward, you guys. It wasn't. It was great. And she just doesn't like it so much that she's like trying to dissect it and find fault with it. Listen, and that's fine. That is fine. Uh, listen. Okay. Yeah, Kevin punching out. No. Oh. Okay. So let's go to. We've done Kevin. We've done. Oh, Chaz Marceline and Brittany. Uh, Brent. Yeah, we definitely have to do Marceline and Brittany, and then I think that we have Puppy and Amber. Oh my God. Okay. So who do you want us? Who want to do next? Marcelino and Brittany. So uh, she's checking cameras around the house, like talking to herself. She says last night was torture to her because she looked at his email, like, and all his email are on, you know, like his computer that's just there, honey, and found. All of this stuff, textual relationships he, he was having with people, a Finsta, like all these, you know, like he would take screenshots of chats and like send them back in like obviously the chats themselves. And then also was just like quick to say that all the information she got was coded and timestamped. So then she could go back into her ring cameras that are about the house and the nest cameras and like pull up the footage during that times to see that he was texting and doing all this sometimes just like sitting right next to her and like you know like either hanging with the kids or whatever just like knee deep in obviously wanting other women's attention wow one finsta is a fake instagram account so it's not a different social media it's just like when you have another instagram where it's not everybody knows that it's you and you're able to just like maneuver in any way you want to now also nesting cameras talk to me about that oh like ring cameras and nest cameras are the cameras that people put about their house like sometimes i have a question would you ever do that yeah oh i i don't i don't want to record myself walking around naked Okay, so he she has one that's like right outside their door for like Amazon packages, which mm-hmm. is one that he she talks about because or whatever. And then some people have like puppy cams in their house, mm-hmm. you know, and so like in kid cams and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know. I don't know if I may, would not put one in my own bedroom. I don't have to have it in all of the areas of my house oh, or in my own bathroom. Yeah. But at the same time, I you know if I was in a consensual relationship with someone, it's not that I wouldn't want to like sometimes see a little fun um, from different various angles. Like, I mean, you could, like, I get what you're your saying. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You but could. then I just feel like, where does that house and who has access? It Will it go in a cl- cloud. cloud and will someone be able to like pull up? Because the truth the is, is when I live by myself, there is no reason to put any clothing on. Oh yeah, no, I prefer not it. But, so yeah, on his Finsta, by the way, she also realized that he was following like a notorious Las Vegas Prostitute? fellow co- colleague of Bronwyn's. Mm-hmm. A fellow colleague. And that he she feels like he's like probably reached out and like hung out with her and stuff like that. So yeah, basically when she, so then she did this like crazy connection where she was like, and then when he followed her that day, uh, because he, he must've taken a pic, I don't know, took a picture of the screenshot or whatever, and then uploaded to his cloud. She then looked at the Nest camera and saw that he was like left the house all 
freshly showered and then was gone for like six hours and came home at two. So she was like, he probably met up with her that night, like after saying, you know, whatever. So that's crazy. That's crazy that she ended up finding all of this. And now she feels like everything is like, all of these things are happening and she trusted him. And like, it's just ruining her, her trust. And I'm like, Marcelino, bro. Like what happened? And then he, he doesn't even answer anything. Like he's driving in the car, talking about her, finding all this stuff. And instead of him just coming clean and admitting what he did, she calls him. And then this man just like doesn't even say hello. He just answers the phone and allows her to just yell at him and then hangs up when when he's done hearing it. Yeah. It's just like, <sighs> just sure it's super interesting. Yeah. So there's going to be this like competing thought, which is so when... Brittany's talking to her mom, Cindy. She's like, Cindy is like, you know, everything he has is because of you, because of you, Brittany. And then in this car, he's kind of like upset and driving like, I did that to everything they have. It's like, an, like they both feel entitled to the life that they've created together and almost resentful that they haven't gotten more validation or whatever from the other one or from life about it. Like, you know, like they have not, like they feel like they did the majority of work in the relationship where they've gotten to be in the relationship, not because of the other one's input, which is interesting. Yeah. But I honestly think that their tally cards are even because one, he's on the show because he was dating an inmate. So obviously he was the one who put them up for the show, but she also a agreed to be on the show as well as provided all of the family content that was needed for it. Like every single storyline comes from Brittany. She was a, a good partner when it came to this. She came out and then even then she didn't even just rest her laurels on the show or her Instagram or her cameos. She also went and got her, her like license to be able to sell homes. She bore him two kids in between, which also helped the storyline go forward. Like she wrote a book. She did all these things. And so like, yes, he was there to support that. And he, you know, but he's not the interesting character. Honestly, if they break up, we're following Britney's storyline going forward. Nobody's going to follow what Marcelino's doing. Oh, I know. Could you imagine? I mean, like, Marcelino likes to think that he's this character, this, like, Vegas poker player, which, by the way, there's a huge poker you know, like, scandal happening right now. Anyway, me and, me and Britney, we, uh, you know, I'm trying to do things for my family. And so, you know, I'm here trying to support and synthesize the way that the family is recognizing how I live my life and live with military experience. Like, that. okay, 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 yeah. thank you. He is monotone, honey. He's just boring monotone. And a lot of like high-handed words. High-handed? Mm-hmm. So basically he's coming home to the house. Brittany has gotten the kids, Cindy, to take the kids away so the kids won't have to watch. And it's just like, I mean, it feels like War of the Roses. She is smoking mm-hmm. in the garage. The garage door is not open right next to the golf clubs and the freeway. It's like waiting for him. Mm-hmm. He's like driving there, like pumping himself up, saying like mm-hmm. how he did everything. It just like feels very much like it's about to go down. I mean, you guys, if you haven't seen War of Roses, it is a spectacular film. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't, I, I want to watch it. I want to do it one on one of my, like, does it hold up? It is in, okay. I love it. I'll watch it with you. Okay. It is starring Kathleen Turner, Kathleen Turner and Bruce Willis, no? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Michael oh, Keaton. Michael yeah. Uh, Douglas. Uh, yeah, Michael Douglas. Oh, my God. And basically what it is is these two, like, well-to-do white people, mm-hmm. they're married, and their marriage is, they're, they're divorcing. And so it's just the petty shit that they do to each other during the divorce. And then interspersed in that is, like, vignettes of what their, what their beginning of their marriage was. 
But the shit that they do to, I mean, so, there's, uh, we got to watch it. Go I know. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely know. The it's petty. Gonna, the petty. It's going to hold up. It's one of those things like that death becomes her. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. The War of Roses and Death Becomes Her are two, one of those just like really classic with these like strong female heroine and like, you know, it's it's Meryl Streep, it's Bruce Willis, it's the one with the Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Oh. Isabella Rossellini. Yeah, where it's like you are going to not know what year it was made because you'll enjoy it that much. I mean, you'll know. I mean, you'll know. Like, but I mean, you know, like, like telephones and like cassette tapes. You'll, right. you'll see that immediately. Okay, moving on. Uh, so we'll see what we have one more people to talk about. We'll one, see more people. one more people. One more people. And puppy, that's Puppy Amber. and Amber. Yeesh buggish, guys. How quickly the tides turn. Remember what uh, Puppy's storyline was? Not Nary last episode, the episode yeah. before? And it is now Amber's pregnant, y'all. Yeah. Queen is cooking for them. Queen's like going to cook up something yummy for Amber. You know, like, I know that, like, Queen can go down. Mm -hmm. Amber's like, I don't feel well. And she's like, bitch, you might be pregnant. She's like, nah, I, I have a liver problem. And she's like, no, what they got to do with one? I'm 37. The I'm 37. What they got to do with that? Bitch, you pregnant. Go take tests. So on hand, they have three pregnancy tests on oh. hand. Just mm -hmm. red, red to go. Mm -hmm. Not one, not two. I have, I've never three. even purchased a, a pregnancy test. True. So like, yeah. So anyways, oh, three, she takes them. Bitch, she pregnant. Okay. And then she don't know what to do. So she call her mama. Her mother's excited because she's like, damn, like the family's finally moving forward. And I'm, I'm glad to be here and I'll support you through it. She doesn't know what to tell TC because we just saw last episode that TC was like, A, we're not ready for babies. And B, like, I'm not ready to have a baby with Amber. I just saw the way she acted out just now. Yeah. And the truth is, is like, y'all are just busting in guts. Like, how is it that you're like, I'm not ready to have a baby. But when they're ovulating, you guys are just fucking each other and just like planting seeds and moving on. What do you mean you didn't think you would get pregnant? Like, there's no, just like, you can only get pregnant like three days a year, a month, maybe four, depending on your ovulation cycle. Like, truly, truly. So like, how is it that you're like, oh, you know, I didn't do anything to like, whatever. Like you're either busting in guts or you're not. Yeah, absolutely. Honey, so she's like, I don't want to tell anyone before I see the doctor. And Quinny's like, walk, walk, don't run. So she goes to the doctor. The doctor shows him a, a sonogram and like the baby's there, honey. The, the baby's there, you know, like six weeks, six weeks. But like, you can see the baby, you know, like heartbeat, a yeah, fluttering. heartbeat, you know, strong, you yeah. know, so heartbeat strong. This, oh, oh, it's heart, is it from Black Cat from Janet Jackson? Heartbeat strong, but not fall off. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Better watch your step or oh, you're gonna, gonna die. Heartbeat dance. Oh, yeah, real strong. No, no, yeah, that's what it was. I was no, like, it's man, heartbeat yeah. real strong, but not fall off. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, God bless. So, she FaceTimes her mom, and then she so she tells her mom about it. Mom is so happy, but then they are worried about her and the liver sick. The mom's like, I don't want to lose you. So, you know, and by the way, the mom's having drinks with the friends. So, can you imagine the friends hearing this phone call? Yeah. Mom's like, Oh, I don't want to lose you, Amber. It's like, not worth it. Yeah, she's worried about her and her, she's worried about herself because of the liver issue. And here's the truth. Like, she doesn't even call and tell pups because, like, pups is going through a, a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. So, like, technically, if this is the if the timeline is the same as what we're seeing, they would have been pregnant together mm -hmm. and they would have had to they would have raised babies together. That would have been kind of cute. Yeah. So missed opportunity. I know. I'm right. sad for both of them. But but that's it, y'all. We'll see you next week. But here's the thing. We love you guys so much. If you love us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DocuSweeties, DocuSweeties1 on Twitter and DocuSweeties1 on TikTok. We exist there. We're fun. You know, we also exist uh, where? On um, Patreon. 
dot com slash docuspeedies if you would like to help produce us, help produce this show with a $10 a month where you get uh, unedited content from us. You get the visuals of what you're hearing right now. And uh, let me just go back on our Instagrams. I don't know if we're docusweeties one on what. So just look for docusweeties and you'll see our picture and you'll know that that is us. It's us. Yeah. So we want to thank you all for being here, being supportive, share this, give us five stars, you know, tell everybody about it, you know. All that good stuff. Okay? Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.